Louisville is awaiting a decision from Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron on whether to bring criminal charges against the police officers involved in the killing of Breonna Taylor. If Cameron is pursuing felony charges, he'll have to present his case to a grand jury, which will decide whether to indict. WFPL's Michelle Tyreen Johnson sat down with law professor Robert Weisberg of the Stanford University Criminal Justice Center to explain the grand jury process. What's the difference between a regular jury and a grand jury? A grand jury doesn't decide guilt or innocence. It decides a preliminary question of whether there's enough evidence to justify putting him to trial in the first place. And the standard is, is there probable cause to believe that he committed the crime? Are all criminal cases eligible for a grand jury? It varies by state, uh, but generally, uh, well, for example, in the federal system, and I believe it's the same where you are, uh, only felony cases, not misdemeanor cases. Who decides which cases go before a grand jury? The prosecutor. Total control. And in a situation... Uh, except, except if a prosecutor tried to start an actual trial in a felony case, not having gotten an indictment from a grand jury, then the judge would say, sorry, you can't start this case, start all over again, and uh, go to the grand jury. So in a felony case, then mm-hmm. the grand jury a felony is, case. is necessary. Yeah. In, in, in Kentucky, yes. And so what about a situation like this one where it's the state attorney general taking this to a grand jury. What is that unusual? It's getting more common in cases of police violence on the assumption that local district attorneys uh, are not sufficiently detached from the actions of the, uh, the local police whom they work with. But it doesn't change the rules of the grand jury at all because the AG just becomes the prosecutor and the same rules apply. What actually happens during a grand jury? Most of the time, well, first of all, let's talk about who's in the grand jury room. You've got grand jurors. Uh, by the way, grand doesn't mean wonderful. It just means bigger than a, a trial jury. In the federal system, it's 23, but a statute will say how many grand jurors they need to be. They don't sit for a particular case. They sit for a term of court normally, and they take on any cases that the prosecutor presents to them. Uh, who's present in the uh, grand jury room? The grand jurors the prosecutor, a stenographer, and whoever the witness is at that point. Nobody else. There's no defense lawyer because there isn't even a defendant yet. There may be a suspect, but that person doesn't become formally a defendant until the indictment is handed down. There's no judge. But the judge is always available on call if a legal dispute arises inside the grand jury. And what happens? Pretty much the prosecutor asks the witness questions, and uh, uh, often uh, the grand jury members will be allowed to ask questions of the witness. Uh, at the end of the questioning, the prosecutor will make a little uh, explanation to the grand jury why she thinks that there is now probable cause to believe a crime has occurred. will give the grand jury some instructions about what the law is and then waits to hear what the grand jury has to say. When the grand jury became part of the Constitution uh, 200 plus years ago, uh, at least for federal cases, uh, it was thought to be very protective for individuals. The idea would be that the grand jurors would be very independent. They would have a certain kind of anti-government suspicion so that they were protecting people from unworthy or unfair 
prosecutions. So it would have been a real hurdle for the prosecutor to overcome to persuade the grand jury to indict. Nobody thinks that way anymore. Things changed over a couple of hundred years, and now almost all the time the, the grand jury does what the prosecutor wants the grand jury to do. I was going to bring up that very point because what if the prosecutor, for whatever reason, doesn't really want an indictment? What if they don't want there to be charges brought against the, the person or persons of interest? I simply turn you to uh, the killing of Michael Brown in, uh, uh, in Ferguson. Uh, and, of course, the great controversy there was that the prosecutor uh, did go to a grand jury, put on evidence uh, that basically was siding with the defendant, the police officer, and pretty much convinced the grand jury not to indict. That was seen as, well, some people saw it as a betrayal of the victim. Some people thought of it as proof that the prosecutor was just in the pocket of the police. Uh, some people thought that the prosecutor actually was being quite truthful, that he himself did not think that there was strong enough evidence of a crime here, but as a kind of political compromise, didn't want the world to have to take his word for it, so instead said, I'll present it to the grand jury. It was very controversial, but perfectly legal. Michelle Tyreen Johnson from WFPL speaking with Stanford Law Professor Robert Weisberg. It's Morning Edition on 89.3 WFPL.